The Sarah Fraser Show is a daily podcast covering pop culture, reality recaps like Sister Wives, 90 Day Fiance, and your favorite Bravo shows, plus guests of all kinds. You might learn something too, and a splash of Sarah's own personal life. Hint, she's been trying to have a second baby at 42 and shares every last detail about it, for better or worse. The Sarah Fraser Show has been featured in the New York Post, Daily Mail, and more. You might have seen Sarah's recently only Lifetime's Married at First Sight kickoff and mid-season show show with host Kevin Frazier. So check out the Sarah Frazier show wherever you get your podcasts. This week we have two tampons that might be the end of a marriage. A father who receives emotional support from an unlikely place. A personal story that is a disaster date from our own subreddit. A boyfriend who accuses his girlfriend of being a gold digger. And today I messed up by having eczema on my balls. So if you want to hear that last story, that will be a Patreon exclusive. Uh, so join over at patreon.com slash cultivate podcast network. And uh, let's get into it. This is Reddit on Wiki. All right, and we're back. I almost lost it there at the end. I felt pretty confident, and then I forgot what the catchphrase was. But but I remember <laughs> brought it. it back. I brought it back. I, I'm getting pretty clean with it. And you caught yourself on the TIFU. You said today I messed up. Yes. So I'm impressed. This is pretty Sean. good from me. Uh, if you uh, <laughs> if this is your first time listening, uh, this is your boy Sean. Uh, with me today is Josh and just Josh. Uh, no John Hi. here. Yeah, sorry to disappoint. Uh, you don't have your favorite. You're stuck with the white guy. You're stuck with the white guy and the uh, the money, your Venmo chief. Uh, the money man, The Sean. money man. Uh, yeah, I messed up the recording schedule quite a bit. Uh, I'm a groomsman in a wedding, and I, you know, you know, with weddings, when it gets down to the wire, you don't really know how many days you'll need to set up. Turns out we need all the yeah. days to set up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So I'll be doing that. I'll be helping out uh, my friend, which means I, I wouldn't be available for the other pra- uh, practices, the other recording dates. Uh, talking practice? Uh, talking practice? Yeah. So uh, Josh put together a schedule that allowed me to be here this week as as opposed to being a complete no Away. show. So thank yeah. you, Josh. So you'll have a lot of me for the next two weeks, which oh, yeah. I apologize for. Friday will be... Uh, Josh and John. It'll be the exact same. Yeah. Oh, a, a white Canadian and a Filipino American. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what the versatility we have on this podcast. Who would have thought? <laughs> we could just exchange the brown men and no one would ever notice. Wow. <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> but I could say it. Oh, uh, you can. Yeah. All yeah. right. Anything you want to talk about before we jump straight into these stories? Uh, well, I'm full on Turkey because as we're recording, it's, it's literally the Monday of Thanksgiving for Canada. So, uh, I might be a little sluggish today, but I'll power through. I've got my tea to hopefully nice. help me digest. <laughs> I do have to ask as an ignorant American, what is it that, uh, Thanksgiving? Cause I know American Thanksgiving is, you know, again, fake white history of us becoming <laughs> one with the native Americans and having a, a joyful dinner, which again, I think is false. Again, not the historian, I, but I think that was uh, 
not as true. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. To be honest, it's probably the same thing. Uh, our harvest just probably happens earlier. Is why I think we celebrate it in October. Mm. Um, but again, white history. Who knows? Who what the knows? Only reason is, yeah, it was Truth and Reconciliation Day last week. Um, Did not even know that was a thing. Uh, it's a it's a ho- newish holiday up in here in Canada. So uh, it's to bring uh, awareness to Indigenous suffering and. Um, Hell yeah. I was about to make a joke is the reconciliation for all the crimes that white people have done. And it turns out that it is. is. Yes. That's exactly what the <laughs> yes, day is. hundred percent. We need one of those in America. White people have done lots uh, of crimes over here. Uh, yeah. We probably need more than one to be honest, but yeah, uh, it should have just we'll been a there. day, but it's a start. <laughs> yeah. It's a start. I mean, at least y'all have the one day. We don't have anything over here. So it does help bring awareness and hopefully it, you know, eventually gets to a place where it can be a, you know, the actual reconciliation part. Yeah. Uh, eventually. So yeah. If you bring that up in America, they'll just ban, ban whatever article you wrote. <laughs> or if you write a book about it, they'll ban that book. We'll build a wall around you. They fucking love banning <laughs> you know, books over up. here. They really fucking <laughs> love that shit. <laughs> All right, let's hop into the I first. I love how I'm known as the American hater. <laughs> I mean, Sean brings it up. I feel like John and I also fucking shit on him. I guess you're seen as the American hater because we're allowed to hate on America because we have to I'm fucking foreign. live here as opposed to. Hey, I shit on Canada too. Canada's done terrible things as well. Exactly. Well, I can't, I I can't say exactly. Has. I've never been to Canada, but I imagine all, you know. No, you're already branded yeah, as the Canadian yeah, hater. I fucking now. hate Canadian now, dude. What the fuck? What happened? Uh, All right. That's funny. Let's get into this first one. There is an update, so it is kind of a doozy. It's a long one, Ooh. but it is right. the most popular post of the week on our subreddit. And uh, it's kind of a roller coaster because okay. it seems like it's going one place and then it's going to hit a crazy turn. And I'm full on turkey, so this is not good. Yeah. Try not to. Don't barf, man. <laughs> yeah. Keep it in. <laughs> okay, so this is the two tampons that might be the end of this marriage. Oh. This is yeah, coming. I was very curious about this title. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is coming from r slash chew off my chest, but uh, the screenshots are from r slash best of Redditor updates, so kind of a, a two for one there. Okay. And it was cross-posted by... User 84964. Ooh, new one. Yeah, and I used them twice this week. Oh, we'll shit. hear their name new, again. Coming in hot. Yeah, coming in <laughs> hot. All right, so I, 29-year-old female, have been with my husband, 30-year-old male, for seven years, and we've been married for four. I've never had reason to suspect that he was unfaithful to me or even remotely dissatisfied with our marriage. He likes to joke that we're still living in the quote-unquote honeymoon phase, nearly five years and two kids in. I wouldn't have questioned that or him were it not for a surprise that I found in his car last month. When buckling our daughter into her car seat, I noticed something slotted between the cushions. I pulled it out and saw that it was a tampon. This Hmm. wouldn't have been so unusual had I not had an IUD that has stopped my period for the past year. And I didn't even recognize the rapper style. I brought it to my husband's attention and he didn't seem to understand what it was, let alone why I was holding it until I told him where I'd found it and why I was almost certain it wasn't mine. Dog, you're 30 and you don't know what a tampon is. Yeah, you don't know what a tampon (laughs) looks like. You've never bought your white tampons, man? That's wild. (laughs) 
Oh, and even not buying them, you have to like you've had to have seen a commercial or at least on the storage shelves to be like, oh, that's a tampon. So you know what I mean, quick aside, I in high school, I did not know what a tampon looked like. I knew that's what it fair. was. I didn't yeah. know what it looked like or truly how it even really worked. So like one time in high school, after school, I saw a tampon uh, which had been used on the floor again. Okay. Did not know how it worked. So <laughs> everybody was like, uh, tampon. And as a prank, I like threw it. And then everybody was <laughs> like, are you insane? That's been in someone. And I was like, oh, oh. I had no idea how these were used. I thought it was kind of just like a little gun you hold towards it. And then it like shoots a rocket in there. Uh, but again, <laughs> that's why we learn here, guys. That's why we must learn. So you don't pick random will, things up. Yeah, I will say it's not surprising. Like high school, it's like, okay, yeah, uh, I'm not surprised you wouldn't know, but we should be teaching kids about what these are. <laughs> yeah, that way they don't pick it so up. The, yeah, and so it's not, you know, foreign to yeah. people or, or yeah, yeah, there's so many reasons. But anyway, continue. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no worries. That's on me. All right, so he shrugged it off and said it probably belonged to his coworker, Fiona. It's not uncommon for my husband to carpool to lunch with his coworkers, and we're both fairly close to Fiona and her husband. So I figured it was entirely possible that the tampon had slipped out of her purse whenever he had driven them or offered uh, her a ride. Not a big deal. I put it out of my mind until we had dinner with Fiona and her husband a couple weeks later. I had sincerely wanted to believe my husband. I just couldn't get over the way it had been tucked in the seat and how my husband had seemed to not have any regard for it whatsoever. Maybe playing dumb, I don't really know. I did something that I now feel kind of crazy for doing. I faked an emergency and asked Fiona if she had any tampons while we were out together. She handed me one almost identical to the tampon I'd found in our back seat, and I breathed a sigh of relief. So the tampon there was probably the same, the same tampon here, and in all likelihood, there was an innocent explanation as to why it had been left in the backseat in the first place. I thought okay. I'd seen the last of the out-of-place feminine hygiene products until I found another tampon this morning, this time in my sock drawer. Oh, oh, so now it's making me think the other woman's leaving a, a message? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. If there is another woman, maybe they're haunted. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel physically ill at the thought of my husband having an affair and even more nauseated at the thought that the woman might have left these tampons out for me to find. If it was my husband's coworker, why would she give herself away by offering me one the other night? In any other situation, I would want to talk to my husband about this but I feel too sick and embarrassed to approach him with what I found. What should I do? And of course there's an update because this is best of Redditor updates. Yeah. It's tough. Cause like, I mean, communication is key. Uh, and that's a pretty blatant one where it's like in your sock drawer. Like that's, you know, a dead giveaway that not a common it's not, place it's, to, yeah, to store your tampons. Your husband's coworker was not there. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd obviously, man, I don't even know what you do. Then, like, ask him, and if he denies it again, try and I know I, we've we've had stories where people hire PIs if you're able to. Ooh. Um, so that's an option if you want to make sure, make sure, or uh, 
yeah, I don't know, talk to friends and see if they've noticed anything. There's tons of ways to go about it. There's never a right way to go about it, yeah. I don't think. Uh, so whatever way works for you. A lot of people in comments suggested like a like a nanny cam, like a hidden camera oh, yeah. yep. in That's the room to see yeah. how it got there and if it would happen yeah. again, maybe. It's a ghost. It's a ghost. <laughs> I knew all along. <laughs> all right. So here is the update. I think the only update, I might be wrong. There might be two updates. Uh, okay. Contemplating every possible source of two tampons has been my personal hell for the past two weeks, but I wanted to share an update. Shortly after posting on here, I told my sister what happened. The tampon in the back seat and the sock drawer, my husband's cluelessness, the tampon from Fiona, and all the things I suspected but didn't want to believe. We compared the tampons, say for the back seat one I had already discarded, and they were a match, just in different absorbencies. Absorbencies? <laughs> Absorbency. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, again. I was like, this has to be like some complex thing that like is is part of the tampon that Sean doesn't know. Nope, <laughs> not at all. Just how much it absorbs, guys. I don't know how to read. I don't know how to read. I got it that time. <laughs> I hadn't left either in a place where my husband or daughters would have found them and moved them around. My daughters didn't know what they were or where they had come from. My sister was convinced it was Fiona. Either fucking my husband, fucking with me, or both. Direct confrontation of either party seemed like a bad idea, so she suggested inviting Fiona and her husband over for our Labor Day barbecue. But unfortunately, they already had plans. Hmm. My sister and I agreed that it was too soon for cameras without any further evidence, so it was just a waiting game from there. Watching my husband for any changed behavior, there was none, our house for any misplaced slash foreign items. There were none. And even the girls for any new friends that they might have met. My sister's husband was adamant on that last point and partly why he was inclined to believe that the tampons were harmless. Sorry, I read that in a weird way. Wait, what? Who? who? <laughs> uh, my sister's husband was adamant on that last point and partly why he was inclined to believe that the tampons were harmless. If, oh, I didn't even know the sister's husband was. Oh in yeah, this. He's, he's now in on it. I guess they didn't okay, really. And he has that. a strong opinion about her, her daughter's friends. I, I don't know. Is that what it is? It, That's wild. Okay. She thinks that the I don't know if they've said the age, but the daughters are two and four, and I guess they think a new friend is just leaving tampons around. Tampons? Yeah. yeah at four? No, yeah, I don't think so, but. <laughs> I would have believed potentially the the car seat, but your uh, the sock your drawer bedroom is. sock drawer is a wild take from the husband's or the sister's husband. That's weird. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> if anything had been happening in or around the home, he said it would be nearly impossible to keep it from me and the girls, since my husband was the one taking them to and from daycare and most other activities during the week. I felt a bit of good consolation on that. It wasn't until my younger daughter, two years old, came down with something last week that I felt any differently. I wanted to be the one taking care of her, but my husband insisted that I stay at work while he stayed at home with her. I was okay with that. My sister and her husband figured it was a good sign that he would take the time off at a moment's notice. And at that point, we were all already beginning to put the tampon fiasco behind us. By the third or fourth day, I was just happy to see a near healthy child and a husband who was helping her through it. 
Toward the end of the week, though, I came home to something strange. The toddler mm. that I had left that morning in an old PJ set was now dressed in a onesie that I'd never seen before with a tiny clip in her hair. Oh, okay. I can't say I have the sharpest memory, but I have a pretty good sense of what my children wear on a day-to-day basis, and particularly what kinds of clothes they wear, which I think is the same thing. I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. What they wear, and then particularly what kinds of clothes they wear. I think that's the same. But I She's just straw. I'm, I'm going to let it slide. Okay, you know, true, there's a lot true. going on. There's a lot going on. <laughs> I'd sworn off the full-length sleep suits with snaps across the front long before we had ever had our second. The long snaps are just a pain in the ass and a no-go for an efficient diaper change, in my opinion. It's just not something that I would dress her in. And my husband knows as much. He doesn't plan for or buy the girl's clothes, and he certainly doesn't accessorize them. So I was bewildered and kind of floored at the thought of someone around our sick child without my knowledge. I didn't think twice. I went straight to my husband to ask if anyone had been over to see him or the girls. He seemed confused like before and asked me why I would think that. It had just been him and the kids all day. I asked him again if someone had stopped by to say hello, and he denied it. He told me to calm down. I might have lashed out and come forward with some accusations right then and there, but our oldest daughter was in the room and she sensed something was up. So in a calmer voice, I asked him a third time if anyone had been around our children and my husband swore that the girls hadn't been around anyone but him. He also denied buying new clothes or doing anyone's hair. With our daughter in the room and my emotions all over the place, I decided to leave it. I couldn't make sense of any of it then, And it hardly seems clear now after I've driven myself half crazy with explanations that aren't adding up. Man, if this husband is just like gaslighting and lying, he he's good at it. I'll I'll give him that. Yeah. This is reminding me of like the bed bug thing where it's like, you know, the paranoia and things are just not making sense. So when I was reading this, I was like, Ooh, is this a bed bug story? Is that the twist? (laughs) It is not the twist. Let's get to it. Okay. After nearly losing my mind over a hair clip and a onesie, I realized I wasn't getting anywhere with the accusations and half-baked guesswork. I'd gotten so absorbed in the paranoia and misery of my situation that I wasn't sleeping, eating, or caring for my kids the way that I should have been, and I wasn't getting any answers. So, I decided to pull the trigger on the hidden cameras and have them shipped to my sister's house with my brother-in-law agreeing to help with the install slash setup over at my house. Okay. Before the cameras were ever delivered, though, I got my long-awaited confirmation last week. Oh, that's bullshit. Can you get the return? Yeah, on can you, yeah. Hopefully, it's Prime. <laughs> you can just uh, return yeah. that back. No problem. Just send those back, please. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Bezos, though. But uh, hopefully, yeah, it's Prime. Yeah, yeah. But take his money. Yes. <laughs> A ring notification had alerted me to motion at the front door while I was at work, half expecting mm. to see a delivery person pet, or a lawn care salesman for the 15th time, you can imagine my surprise when I saw a clip of a young woman leading my daughter into the house hand in hand with my husband and other daughter close behind them. Oh. The girls were supposed to be in daycare and my husband at work. The woman, as far as I knew, was living two states away with a court order keeping her there. Wait, what? I immediately called my husband to ask him what the fuck this woman was doing in our house. He didn't answer, so I texted him. 
Even in his stupidity, he probably realized that he had messed up by going through the front door, knew that I had gotten the ring notification, and wanted to delay the inevitable. By the fifth or sixth subsequent call, though, he did pick up. The woman on the camera was my husband's sister. As I would oh. as I would come to find out later, she was the likely source of both tampons, the onesie, and the bow. She is also a registered sex offender and a recovering addict who spent the Bro. better part of her adolescence and young adulthood coercing the silence of another one of my husband's family members after she sexually assaulted him. There's a different word there, uh, but uh, I chose to... Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I didn't give the trigger <sighs> warning, and that's on my fault, so... No, that's that's fair. That's awful. Holy shit. What is this husband doing? Like, uh, you're just leaving her with your kids? It I, makes zero sense to me. And lying to your wife about it? Letting her go... Letting your wife go crazy over this yeah. is insane. That's awful. Holy shit. I hadn't seen or heard from her in years... And from the way that my husband talked about her, I didn't expect that I ever would. But here she was in our house with our children. Suffice to say, I was livid. It wasn't a fair at all and still somehow infinitely more disgusting knowing who it was and why all of this had been happening. Apparently. Yeah, because oh. like a fair is bad, but this is like your children are now Endangering like in the harm's way. Yeah. And it's like, that's... That's fucking scary. The way I'd be calling the police immediately on my house. Yeah, this is it's just somehow even maybe worse. Yeah, uh, I, this is the this is the debate John and I had before. It's like which evil is worse? Are they the same? It, yeah, I, they're bad. Either they're way, they're bad. bad. It's, it sucks. So yeah, that's awful. Uh, Apparently, my sister-in-law, fresh off another stint in rehab, had wanted to reconnect and make amends with the people she had hurt, and my husband was high on that list. My husband didn't want me to know, or worse, tried to keep, quote unquote, her family, a.k.a. our children, away from her. So they had been meeting in secret, often at our house when I was at work. Jesus. They would enter through the garage in my husband's car so the ring camera at the front door wouldn't tip me off. She spent the night on a weekend I had been on a business trip and slept in our bed. She babysat our girls on a night my husband told me he had dropped them off at his parents. Dude, that's divorce. Divorce. Like immediately. I know we talk about like like therapy and all that, but this is like, you're putting your children in danger, in danger. A known sex offender. A registered sex offender. Like, what are you doing, dude? I get if she wants to make like amends with, with him, but you do that solo and you do that like at a coffee shop or at her place. Like you don't bring them to your house. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's crossing line. Holy shit. She bought the girl's clothes and dressed my youngest in the onesie and bow that my husband had promised on his life. I had dressed her in myself. My husband swore this was all in my head. The tampons, the onesie, the bow, all of the rest. He was perfectly content to watch me agonize for weeks over a woman he insisted did not exist. Shrugging off each progressively more unsettling discovery like it was news to him and telling me I was being irrational. He insinuated that I was experiencing postpartum depression two years after I had given birth, four years after I had told him that one of my biggest fears for motherhood was to suffer from postpartum depression like my mother had with me 
to not be fully present for our babies and to be left with a world of guilt and regret as they grew older. He told me I wasn't sleeping enough and that I missed the girls too much, that I needed to take a step back and reevaluate the state of my mental health. I gave him the benefit of the, dude, this guy is fucking insane. I gave him the benefit of the doubt because he was my husband and because no other version of events made sense. Now, after a month of this mindfuck, I have nothing to show for my trust but this pathetic situation and a lot of anger. Dude, I thought I was going to get mad at a cheating story. This is worse. This is, yeah, this is arguably worse. I am like, you can never trust like, because uh, he was so straight faced in his lie. How can you ever trust him again with anything uh, and endangering your kids, uh, gaslighting you into thinking you're going crazy and, and then using your fears against you to, uh, you know, prolong his weird secret with his sister is fucking, oh, uh, like uh, you need to get, like, get your kids out of there and uh, call the cops on his sister because apparently she shouldn't even be in that state. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, by the sounds of it. Either that so, or he hasn't updated her, which wouldn't be surprising. Also, that could be a possibility as well. Yeah. So uh, that's so scary to think about, like she was alone with your kids for a night. Uh, and then who, who knows how many other times he might not be telling you. Um, yeah, that's horrifying. That's like every parent's nightmare. Uh, and your husband's just willingly doing it crazy. The lot, the gaslighting is, is on, yeah. On top of all of this, the gaslighting is so, so terrible. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I don't, hopefully this ends in divorce and yeah. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know how the justice system works, but I feel like you could easily, you know, catch this or like get full custody. Get her. Yeah. hundred percent. Because that was serious endanger, like endangerment, like leaving your kids with a registered sex offender. I mean, I get it. Every, everything is, I don't know. I don't know if there's any way defending this husband. You can no, And I, and here's the thing. I am like, I am a belief believer of you can rehabilitate, oh, yeah. you can get better, but if you're just coming out of rehabilitation, like, and then you go to your, your brother, um, and then are just like expecting to get to meet his kids and hang out with them and take care of them, uh, by yourself. Yeah. That's like without the wife's knowledge, that's the biggest thing. Like there was zero communication. She didn't have any say in this. And like, I, I, it's just, it's horrifying. Um, so I don't know, like she definitely should not be around your kids, especially without your knowledge. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's, Oh man, that one was upsetting. Very upsetting. (laughs) This isn't a sandwich today. Is it? (laughs) I'm starting off with a hot one, but then I'm I'm giving a, before the ad break, I'm a nice story, a good one to to hopefully bring (laughs) our, our, uh, our, uh, anger. Emotions? Our emotions, yeah. I'm not good with words. I'm not really a wordsman, if you guys haven't noticed. A wordsman? (laughs) As further evidenced by wordsman. That was beautiful. (laughs) So next up, uh, you know, a pickup story. This is a father receives emotional support from an unlikely place. This is Mm, cross-posted from r slash stories from... The, uh, one of the goats outside ground score, Flamingo ground score, two, hey. four, six. All right, let's get into it. Had a rough morning this morning dealing with depression. I'm in therapy for it and taking medication. So I am on the road to recovery, but I still have my tough days. 
This morning, I had a breakdown. I was being really down on myself and had a lot of self-disgust. But my son needed a wipe for his runny nose, so I went to get him one and accidentally spilled something on the way. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. I collapsed on the floor and started sobbing. Normally, I try my best to do my crying out of my son's view. I don't want him to worry about his dad. I want to be a rock for him, strong and stable. But in this very moment, I couldn't help it. But when my son noticed me crying, I couldn't have been any prouder. He came up to me and said, why are you crying, dad? And I said through my sobbing, I don't know. He then gave me as big of a hug as his little arms could. And he said, it's okay, dad. He ran over to his wipes, brought them over to me and tried to rub my eyes. He asked me to (laughs) blow my nose and I did. He grabbed the tissue from me and said, it's okay that I throw this away for you, dad. I grabbed him and gave him the biggest squeeze. He said, you better now? And I said, I'm better now. I'm so lucky. Damn. That's, oh, you're trying to make me cry this episode. Yes. <laughs> In all types of ways. Oh man. Cause I've been there where it's just like. Any little yeah, thing. I mean, I've, yeah, just the littlest thing and you just break down um, or shut down one or the other. Damn. That is a heartwarming story of, cause he, as, as, as your son, he has no idea what's going on. Uh, oh, and for context, uh, I didn't read the actual Reddit title. Uh, the son is three years old. Oh. So I don't know oh, if that, that helps. That's even, that probably makes it even cuter and more heartwarming. It's more impressive. Yeah, <laughs> more impressive the emotional state of that child. Uh, yeah, because, uh, I mean, you're their world, right? And they, uh, yeah, it's hard to explain depression to a three-year-old. Uh, yeah. It's hard to explain depression to an in adult, general. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so like he, he didn't understand that he might not understand that part, but he understood that, uh, he, you needed him and he was there for you. And, uh, that's beautiful. And hopefully, uh, that relationship, uh, goes as you grow older together and yeah, you can be there for him. I mean, it sounds like you are there for him. I'm not stating otherwise, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's beautiful. And it's true. Like your family, your kids are your rock just as much as you are theirs. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's, that's awesome. If it helps with OP's situation at all, uh, like the sign of that kid's emotional maturity and, uh, you know, how well he's able to care for you at that moment is a, you know, in my opinion, like a clear reflection of how you've raised that kid. Uh, so yeah. like brownie points to you, kudo points <laughs> to you for being able to, you know, teach your kid that kind of uh, emotional knowledge and uh yeah yeah i mean i don't know that, that's a great sign that you're doing a great job uh so you know if op ever hears this probably not but if op ever heard this <laughs> let that be known uh you're doing a great job over there your son sounds like a real fucking badass yeah yeah he does and i love it all right we got two more stories three more if you're rich rich uh but <gasps> before then we got to hit this quick ad break We'll be right back. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. 
Have you ever thought about why your wireless bill is so damn expensive? It's all just radio waves. And how much can a radio wave really cost? Seems like big wireless got together and decided $100 a month? I think they'll buy it. What choice do they have? But now, thanks to Mint Mobile, you do have a choice. For a limited time, all phone plans from Mint Mobile are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. That's unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. Wireless service so good that you could tune into Reddit on Wiki wherever you are. Plus, you'll be a rich Wikimaniac from all the savings. Now, wait a gosh dang minute, Sean. Good. Did I just hear Lord. plans start at $15 a month and you get unlimited talk, text, and high speed data? That's right. But wait, there's more. You can keep your same phone number. Plus, you have the option to choose from three, six, or 12 month plans so you can kiss them monthly bills goodbye. And to get this new customer offer and your new three month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash reddit. Cut your wireless bill to $15 a month at mintmobile.com slash reddit. Reddit. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Thank you, Mint Mobile, for supporting the show. Now let's skedaddle back to our stories. And we are right back. Can you believe it? That quick. Man, I'm feeling better after that last story, Sean. Good. Uh, you like you like kicked me in the shin, and then you helped me up. It was <laughs> it was wild. Uh, <laughs> These next ones might be another kick in the shin. Unfortunately. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, That's okay. I'm a Leafs fan. I'm used to it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we're, I, I wish we were playing you right now. You wish we were, you were playing me? No, the uh, Toronto and Astros. Oh, Blue I Jays. See. Yes. Oh, Blue Jays. Sorry. The Blue Jays. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have yeah, mentioned They that, did yeah. not perform very well. So. Yeah. And currently at the time of recording, Houston is, is one and one. So who knows by the time this comes out. This might be, uh-huh. we might both be in the pits of despair. We got our fucking ass kick last night. Then we wouldn't have to talk about baseball for another year. <laughs> yeah. We only care in October y'all. That's literally the only time I care. And it was for two days. So there you go. It's quick. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this next one is uh, a personal disaster date story posted on our own subreddit. Oh shit. And um, what do you call it? Mid score was in the comments. All hail the goat. Mid score, mid score, mid score. Oh yeah. Uh, saying she might need to tell John to do a disaster date episode. And I got to tell you, sorry, John, I took this one. Uh, so, <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> so, uh, but it is being read. So um, yeah, let's get into it. This is a personal story by Sea Salt Song. So, mm-hmm. hey, been a fan since TikTok blew up and I've been catching up since you guys switched to the Reddit reading format. I'm around episode 130-ish now. You guys asked for, Ooh. yeah, I know. That's crazy. We've done so many. We're closing in on 200. I think this might Are we? be 200. Oh, it's very close. That's crazy. It's going to be either this one or the next one will be our 200th episode. So. Sheesh. Crazy. Thank you, would guys. Be terrible to do it with only two of us, <laughs> but we're going to do it. That would be awful if this is episode 200. I feel so bad. It's Well, it's going to be this one or the one with me and John. Oh, so. shit. <laughs> well, we did our best. Yeah, we tried. (laughs) You guys have asked for more disaster date submissions, so here's mine. Hoping this is the best place to submit it. And then they also said, I'm using quotes for context that aren't technically relevant to the story, but may be needed to understand it if you aren't familiar 
with some of the happenings in queer spaces. Okay. All right. As cis males, thank we you. We are probably not as yeah. We're probably yes, not uh, as, as familiar. Well versed in some areas. Or as cis straight males, we are not familiar uh, yes. in some of these spaces. So thank you. The context and quotes are probably needed for us and probably for other Wikimaniacs. Oh yeah, hundred percent. All right. So for context, I am a trans woman, AMAB, which stands for assigned male at birth, and mm-hmm. I'm only attracted to women. This happened before the pandemic in my late 20s. Lesbian dating can be rough, especially in more conservative areas like where this took place, parentheses, Florida. Ooh, my condolences. <laughs> we could have thrown a dart at the- yeah, we, It's uh, <laughs> at the Florida, <laughs> Texas, or Utah, I imagine, is all the hot spots of, uh, you know. There's probably a few others, but uh, yeah. Probably. Yeah, Florida, Florida, especially nowadays, actually. Yeah. But I guess- Back then too. Yeah. So Florida was always Tough. Florida, to be honest with you. <laughs> they were more purple at one point, weren't they? I don't, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Politics talk. We'll get off. <laughs> she broke the ice with sexual preferences since she was worried I wouldn't be interested in her for being pansexual. Parentheses. The bi slash pan phobia in the lesbian community is a real problem. So her concern is not without warrant. Okay. And we also talked about our favorite shows, specifics about common interests on our profile, etc. We agreed to meet up and she was going to drive out to meet me in my city about three hours away. The distance is not too uncommon for my area since it was so conservative. Oh yeah. I guess that I was like, that's a far drive. That's quite a far drive. <laughs> that makes sense if if your dating pool is smaller. Uh, mm-hmm. That does make sense. I suggested a large popular coffee chain. My reasoning being that there's people and cameras if anything goes wrong. Hell yes. Smart. I'm right with you, Wikimaniac. That's what I always recommend. Yeah. <laughs> Coffee shop for the first meetup. Oh, oh that, yeah. that is a, a common Josh thing. That's my classic. <laughs> you, love a, you love a coffee date. Hard to go wrong it's with just a coffee a bit, date. Yeah. Well, especially if you are like, um, well, as a man, I don't think about this, but as a woman with lots of people around, you know, it's usually during the day. Uh, it, it's a safer spot to meet someone, I, I I would imagine. And then if it's going terribly, you only have to have one coffee and you can leave. <laughs> it reminds so me a, of how I choose places whenever I want to pick up something from Craigslist or sell something from Craigslist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just want to be in a public place with a lot of people and or cameras. Uh, just for Well, Craigslist is like, it's very similar to online dating. It's like you're meeting a random person <laughs> from the, the internet. Who knows what you're going to get? Yeah. So always better to err on the side of safety. Oh, for sure. Uh, I arrived a couple minutes early, get a drink and sit on the couch waiting. She comes in behind a large crowd. We smile and hug and we begin talking. As I stand up and ask her if she wanted a drink, uh, ready to wait with her in line, some guy comes over and just sits down with us. The silence okay. was deafening. And my only thought was that this guy had the audacity. I asked him if I could help him and he just introduced himself and stuck out a hand. When I didn't shake it, he sat back down and put an arm around my date. Dude. When she didn't react negatively, it became very clear that this was her boyfriend. (sighs) This meant that they were hunting for a unicorn. Queer dating, and then this is another quote to let us know what a unicorn is. Queer dating as a woman is oversaturated with this type of thing. Couples looking for a third or quote unquote unicorn. They usually hide the fact that there is a boyfriend 
by bringing it up in a conversation or by bringing it up after a conversation has started. And sometimes even after a couple of dates, you would think my quote unquote lesbian is a giveaway for interest, but in actuality, these guys think that their dick is so magic that sexuality <laughs> is just a suggestion. It is not. Oh my God, dude. Like, uh, oh, there's nothing wrong with wanting a, like a third partner or fourth partner, whatever, but, but be upfront. You got to disclose that. Yeah. You got to be honest with it. And that's so deceptive and creepy. I mean, I'm glad you did it in a coffee shop so that if this happened, you know, yeah. uh, you have a lot of people around at least. Yeah. And aren't there like specific, I don't know why they're doing this way. Aren't there specific apps or like settings on apps where you could like look for a third? Is that, is that not um, a thing? I feel like there has to be. And if not, well, we, I've never will tried, so. <laughs> we will be making We will be making that app. And uh, <laughs> Okay. Interesting. But I'm, I'm uh, certain in this day and age, there has to be a setting for that. There could be. Like I said, I, I, I never have tried that, so I don't know if there would be. Yeah. Uh, or, or it could be a new thing. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I feel for me, it feels like this is like a, a men wanting to be like, oh, yeah, she's a, she's a lesbian because she hasn't been with me kind of thing. Oh, for sure. Like that bullshit. That's what it feels like. And that's what it sounds like OP is describing it as. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, so, yeah, and the girlfriend it, isn't, would isn't innocent either. In this no, crime. absolutely she definitely not. Held the uh, truth. Yeah, enabling this bullshit. Yeah, and participating actively. Um, so she told me that this was uh, true, and that this is why she asked me my sexual preferences. I told her that I specifically said that I was a lesbian, and I was not interested in men at all. And she began to tell me that she just knew I would change my mind if I met him <laughs> before he cut her off. As she was talking, he said that he was always curious to know what it was like to sleep with a man, but he wasn't gay. And with me, he could finally experiment with that, and it would be totally straight. He gets oh he gets to God. not be gay, I get a blowjob, and his girlfriend gets to fool around. Everyone wins. He was so proud of himself for discovering this quote-unquote life hack. Dude, the disrespect. Extremely disrespectful. Homophobic, transphobic, all of the phobics. Transphobic. Yeah. Yeah. Just like if you want to try stuff out, dude, look for a dude online. Who cares? It's 2023. If that's what you want. Yeah. I'm sure your girlfriend's fine with that too. So I don't know. It sure sounds like like she would be. Man, this is the issue with like these, like this repressing these kind of like uh, like life's like people, people who are gay, people who are, uh, you know, trans all these kinds of different lifestyles, repressing that causes these issues where people don't, can't feel comfortable trying things, mm-hmm. uh, if they want to not saying he's innocent because he is a hundred percent not, oh. uh, but that's the situation this leads to is bigotry and just more bullshit. And the bigotry has just begun. It's going to get way worse. Mm. Uh, yeah, I could imagine. <laughs> now, what happens next, I cannot take credit for. I've seen this set online, but I just looked him in the eye and said, you just told me you wanted to choke on a dick? That's the gayest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> he was pissed. He instantly chose to start screaming that he's not a fucking F-slur. And how dare I question his manhood? Yes. He thought yelling homophobic shit at a queer person was the best choice of action. 
He continued ranting about how he drove over two hours and that I owed it to him. And by it, he meant sex. His girlfriend then started calling me a bitch for wasting both of their time as a manager came over and kicked them out. Okay, good. I was definitely shaken, but things like this are literally the reason I will only meet up with someone where there are cameras recording. Yeah. On the bright side, the staff gave me a free coffee and I shared with them all the details for background. I've worked a similar job and no staff likes to talk and no details and well, it's a story worth telling. Hope I kept it short enough. Too long didn't read. My date tried to spring a surprise threesome after confirming I wasn't interested in men and was shocked when I said no. And there are Dude, that, there are a few updates. Okay. Or not updates, I mean, but edits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that uh, great of the staff to actually stand up for you in Florida. That's, I mean, the most shocking part of this, I think. Uh, like, man, him being like, that's questioning my manhood. Like, it's not like... Being gay is fine, dude. And it Honestly, doesn't make you like, any less who, manly. <laughs> who even knows what being a man or being a woman is? You know what I mean? And there yeah. is no, it's just like everything else. There's no definition for that. You know, there's no, yeah. there's no need for a definition to be that. What is no, a Filipino? No, no, I'm just what saying. Is, no, I'm agreeing with you. I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's so crazy for someone to be so mad and be like, you're questioning my manhood. When technically like everyone should be, I mean, who knows what a man is? And why yeah. does it even matter? You know what I mean? Exactly. It, it shouldn't define who you are as a person. <laughs> so, uh, which un- unfortunately it does in our society, which is why some people have such an issue with, um, you know, trans people, it, it, which is terrible. Uh, yeah. Just let people do whatever they want. Uh, yeah, if they're not matter. actively hurting you, why do yeah. you even fucking care? She wouldn't have uh, slung an insult at you if you hadn't insulted who she is and, uh, you know, uh, told her you or she owes you sex, which is so crazy, dude. Like, just leave uh, once you realize that that's not what you're getting. And be honest going forward on dating apps. Okay, so here's the edit. Um, There's a comment below asking how I can call what he wants gay while still presenting myself as a female. This comment is getting downvoted, so here's my, sp- here's my response here, since I am going to assume that the question was asked in good faith. Well, it's Reddit. I don't know if I'd assume that, but yeah. it, it's good nice you. of you to do that. <laughs> good on you for doing that. Yeah. So they write, What he wanted was to approach me as if I were a man for his own fantasy and emerging with his own fragile ego intact. It is transphobic in that he's effectively admitting he doesn't see me as a woman, but he gets the quote unquote benefit of not quote unquote, not seeming to be gay. It's mental gymnastics rooted in toxic masculinity, homophobia, transphobia, and probably a lot of other things. There's a saying I hear a lot in the trans community and it's quote unquote, I am not your experiment. I thought that's, that's, pretty important context. Awesome. Yeah, actually I've, I'd never heard that before, but that is a hundred percent. You, you're not like you're a person. You don't yeah. deserve to be someone else's, uh, yeah. Test subject. Cause you deserve your own actual relationships, uh, and, and something meaningful. So that's, it, it is. Uh, and all the other things you said are a hundred percent true. So thank you for writing, uh, in that personal story on the subreddit. Yeah. Uh, John listens to all the episodes, so we'll, I'm sure we'll get his input at some point or not. 
uh, input. Typing in the live chat right now. Yeah, for sure. Furiously <laughs> typing in the live chat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for, you know, telling us your story. Uh, much appreciated. Glad yes. that, uh, you know, the staff uh, was there to help out and they weren't a bunch of dickheads. That Yeah, kudos, kudos to that coffee to shop. Because, uh, yeah, there's, uh, there's so many, I mean, I, there are many wonderful people in Florida. I'm not saying that. But there are quite a few businesses that would uh, not have sided with you, unfortunately. Sure. So uh, shout out to them for being taking the right side. <laughs> also, more kudos to OP for not actually putting the name of the popular coffee chain. You love to see no free ads. <laughs> you love to see that. That's something you did that just for Sean. <laughs> yeah, and I love it. I appreciate it. Uh, I like it. All right. So the last story before we hit our ad break is uh, cross posted from again. 84964 from r slash relationship ground score advice. This is a boyfriend accuses his girlfriend of being a gold digger. Oh, okay. All right. I and this then, could go one of two ways. <laughs> yeah. The first sentence is, is quite funny. I live with my boyfriend. We are poor. <laughs> we live in a box flat with a bathroom so small that I could take a shit wash my hands, and have a shower <laughs> all at the same time. I work two jobs to keep us afloat. I'm a bartender at a strip club at night and a hairdresser by day. He is an Uber delivery driver that works flexible hours, but I would say he probably only works three hours and spends the rest of his time, quote unquote, investing in crypto. Oh, <laughs> I do not Dude. mind being the breadwinner, but that is what I am. I am the breadwinner, hands down. Anytime I ask him to pick up more shifts, he says he will, but he never does, and it's caused arguments recently. Our landlord has increased our rent, and I've asked for fuck his- Fuck landlords. Yeah, fuck landlords. <laughs> and I've asked my boyfriend for financial help for our flat, but he says- He's put his money into investments that the quote unquote government can't touch. And by That's that, not true. He means his <laughs> crypto scheme. I eventually oh. put my foot down and told him, we don't have money for investments. We need housing. We need gas. We need electricity. We need water. We need food. He told me that all I talk about is taking his assets and that I am a gold digger. Hmm. I was so taken aback, I had to ask our roommates, Master Splinter and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Roaches, <laughs> if I had heard that correctly. <laughs> I told him that I work in a strip club, and if I wanted to be a gold digger, I wouldn't be standing in a shoebox with him, huddling around a Yankee candle for warmth. That if I was a gold digger, I wouldn't be spending my evenings trying to figure out how to make dinner with a pack of Kool-Aid, a tumbleweed, and a singular kidney bean that I found in our cupboards. Oh, God. I mean, the, <laughs> the picture she's painting is, is grim, but I appreciate the self-deprecation <laughs> jokes in this. <laughs> so, it's a lot like go me. off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We love self-deprecation like a little bit. Every once in a while, Sienna will be like, I'm just with you for the money. And I'm like, I don't have no idea what money you're talking about. <laughs> you're with the wrong guy. I Nancy sometimes says that joke too. And I'm like, you chose poorly. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I told him that the other men I see in the club make it rain every day while he can't even scrape together enough sense to make it hail. <laughs> That's a fucking good line. 
<laughs> he asked me if I could go somewhere else because he needed space. But we live in a one room apartment. Where am I supposed to go? The kitchen sink? The more oh. I think about it, the more angry it makes me. Even the local meth addict that sleeps on my apartment complex patio agrees that he's delusional. <laughs> it's a dark day when you have a more reasonable conversation with a meth addict than you do with your own partner. Maybe he should be your roommate. Yeah. <laughs> he might be able to pay. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> he can afford meth. At least, Maybe he can afford rent. I was going to say, at least the things he buys is tangible. Yeah. So. <laughs> Oh, crypto. I thought we were done with it, guys. I thought we were done with this. Yeah. Does this guy know what year it is? Yeah. Like, crypto's dead, dude. Uh, the economy is in NFTs, shambles. NFTs are worth nothing, and the housing market is about to crash. Uh, oh, man. So, NFTs are so down bad. Down real yeah. bad. Yeah. It's uh, so funny that people were like, this is the next money. This is the next currency. <laughs> <laughs> is it now? Is it? All right. Before we hit this last segment of the show we got to do another ad break maybe cook a meal in under two minutes maybe i don't know who knows we'll be right back can you believe that march is already here i can't but what i do believe is eating better is easy and possible with factors delicious ready to eat meals still planning to march to the grocery store Jesus. That's madness. You don't need to jump through hoops to get fresh, never frozen meals that are chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. Plus, you can help your boys ball out so we can quit our day jobs and bring this show to you full time by supporting our sponsors. I actually hate that you write these ads, John, <laughs> because I'm contractually obligated to read puns. But Factor got you covered on meals, including breakfast, midday bites, and many more. The best part, no more prepping, no more messy cleanup ups after just pop them inside a microwave and you're ready to hit a fast break in less than two minutes that's a slam dunk if you ask me <laughs> not only do you save time but you save some money too factor is less expensive than takeout it's almost as if your wallet is getting a rebound from spending more and not to mention these meals are way more nutritious head to factormeals.com slash wiki 50 and use code wiki 50 to get 50 percent off that's code wiki 50 at factormeals.com slash wiki 50 to get 50 percent off thank you factor for supporting the show and we are right back you better believe it we're playing another game from the amazing <sighs> underbaki let's do it insert ravenous applause Woo! all right guys it is another would you rather all right oh yeah we switched it up for october oh right yeah for nice. this segment your boys have been giving two uh just kidding there's a bonus one three would you rather questions for us to answer? If Whoa. you've never played Would You Rather, it's quite simple. You're given two options and you can only pick one of them and explain your reasoning. So, would you rather question number one? Would you rather eat only candy corn for the entire month of October or drink pumpkin spice lattes for the entire month of October? Now, oh, easy. Yeah, this is easy. I mean, John's yeah. not here. If he was here, he might be more. Uh, I don't know what his feelings on candy corn are. I don't. I know his feelings on pumpkin spice. Well, yes, that's true. He fucking true too, hates so. pumpkin spice. <laughs> so this might be pretty difficult for him. Uh, I literally don't understand candy corn and how it is so popular. It is it. It's garbage. It tastes like garbage. Like there's so many better ways we could be using corn sh syrup and sugar than these 
garbage candies. <laughs> Facts. And I agree, but I also fucking love them as kids. So they kind of have a nostalgic thing. Nostalgia yeah. thing. But even, even with the nostalgia, I can only eat like two max before I'm fucking tapped out. See, we never really got them as kids. Like every once in a while you get it like trick or treating or whatever, yeah. but uh, it was never a big thing uh, for me. So I didn't have it really until teenager maybe. And I was like, this is what is, disgusting. The, what so is I, the big deal about these? Yeah. What's the hype? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I would a hundred percent do pumpkin spice lattes. I love pumpkin spice lattes. I'm a PSL girly. Yeah. Yeah. Let it out. <laughs> I too, I too quite basic with my, you know, holiday themed drinks, uh, libations, if you will. I, I mean, I like yeah. all of them, all of the spice pumpkin spice things are, what what chestnut spice things, all those holiday drinks Ooh. at your local coffee yeah, yeah. shop. Uh they're all good. I hate to say I'm it. Into they're all it. good. Especially like there's a reason they're popular. Yeah. Like a decade <laughs> ago, we might have gone overboard and had pumpkin spice everything, which it was just too crazy. But Oh, I think that's is it still is going. it still going on? Does it still happen? <laughs> yeah, I think it's oh, still okay. we're still in that we that's it, you know. We do go overboard. There's lots. I feel like the food industry goes overboard on things. Like it went through a sriracha yeah. phase. A hot Cheeto phase, a pumpkin spice latte <laughs> phase. It just happens. But yeah. there's a fact that it's popular enough to get a phase. You know what I mean? It's good. Oh yeah. 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 It's good. It's good. It's sugary coffee. What's how yeah. can you go wrong? How with can that? you go wrong? You know what I mean? John also doesn't yeah. like coffee. Yeah. Well, that's so yeah, he so, probably would just so pick it's just candy corn. Doubly. Hey. Yeah, he's he might be a candy cornman. <laughs> yeah. A candy cornman? Yeah, candy cornman. <laughs> <laughs> One word there. All right. Um, moving on to number two. John, and you know, you I'm sure you're in the live chat. Go ahead and write your answers down. The Wikimaniacs yeah, want to know. All caps, please. Yeah. And then let this be an advertisement to join us on live whenever we premiere these episodes. John yeah. and and Josh? Oh, it's usually only me. Oh, okay. Usually only Josh are actively in there. <laughs> and uh sometimes uh if I'm working from home, I can I can get away with that too. Unless my boss is listening, then I've never ever done that. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just like listening to a podcast on the side. Yeah, so. true. There's nothing different. All right. Would you rather question number two? Would you rather be killed off first in a horror movie or would you rather be the last one standing, but then be framed for the murders? Oh, man. That one's yeah, tough. I feel like I'd be, I, I, and I feel everyone has mistakes, but I think I'd be good in a horror movie. Uh, I'd be the you know, cautious and not... I'd try not to be the dumb one. <laughs> so I think I would make it pretty far. Unfortunate. I think I would be framed. So I, I'm thinking of taking the ladder um, <laughs> as the cis white straight male. You're concerned that you I'm, might be uh, framed for the, <laughs> Oh, you're right. I might, <laughs> you might just get uh, out by the, the justice system. <laughs> ah, there's no oh, way he could have done it. <laughs> that's a dark joke, <laughs> but true. Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, just as the way horror movies go, I probably would be, you know, if it was me and a bunch of Josh's, I probably would be the first one to die. Um, <laughs> I just picture five of me. Yeah. Five Josh's with Sean in, a, in the cabin. <laughs> we, we know who's going first, guys. Uh, but yeah, if I had a choice in it, uh, I would probably just die first. It's, I always say this with like a zombie, a cop, like apocalypse. I don't think mm. I would fight that hard to survive. You know what I'm saying? I feel like if uh. I, if I see zombies coming and I'm like, I've seen enough movies, 
where am I going to get contact solution? Where am I going to, I'm not going to shit in a hole really. You know what I mean? Like I'm kind of useless. I'm not fast. I don't think I have a lot of skills to help survivors if I do survive. So it's like, how hard am I going to fight? Not that hard. Unfortunately, <laughs> you hate to hear it. Yeah. And you're in a pretty big city. I feel you. Yeah. Be, I'd be dead. Yeah. Not in a great quick. spot. Uh, maybe that changes, you know, once I have kids and I have, I, I do have a wife, but I also, we've talked about this at length and we're both like, Nancy could survive with her. No, no, no. Nancy and I have both said, what are we, what are we doing here? We, we might as well just die together. We're just chilling. Yeah. What are we fighting for? That's funny. Yeah. I think I'm too stubborn to not try to survive an apocalypse. No, you respect it. You're a I feel former like it, professional athlete. Uh, of course, you know, you're, you know. And you're from the wilderness. You know how to survive. You know. From the wilderness. See, see, Sienna and I are so competitive. We'd be like, I'm going to outlast you. You're <laughs> making a dark joke. I bet I could last longer than you. Uh, and then we'd both survive till the end. It'd be, It'd be a pretty big good. story. But no one to hear it. Me and Nancy would be dead day one, unfortunately. We'd be like, well, we did our best. I'll put up a grave sign for yeah. you. <laughs> All right, and here's the last one. Would you rather, question of the month, would you rather be trapped in an abandoned, haunted, old spaghetti factory? Shout out to, uh, uh, that's a Houston staple. And uh, one of the, that was the episode I did of uh, Weird Distractions podcast. We talked about the Houston's haunted old spaghetti factory. Oh, so callback. A little callback there, Alex. Love to see it. Or stay in the conjuring house for 48 hours with one another, me and you alone in the conjuring house. Oh man. I just watched conjuring two a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um, it's probably scarier than number one, to be honest. Um, man, I don't know. I've never seen a conjuring movie and I have no intention of ever seeing a conjuring movie with the conjuring movies. They are like, uh, like if that was to happen to me, I would be traumatized for life. Uh, yeah. I don't know what happened in the spaghetti house, uh, but if I'm alone, that sucks too. Uh, I don't know. We could do it, Sean. We'll <laughs> yeah, we'll the ghost will possess one of us. <laughs> so what and, happens uh, in the conjuring? The other. You get possessed or you just so, fight ghosts? Uh, oh man, it's been a while since I've watched the original Conjuring. Conjuring 2, a ghost is possessing uh, one of the girls in the house. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that, uh, you know, the nun... Oh yeah. Uh, it's all, it's a whole conjuring universe, right? They're all connected. Yeah. So the nun is actually controlling the ghost that's controlling the girl, uh, kind of thing. And so it's like, uh, they're trying to find out what's really haunting the house. Whoa. And, uh, the nun is scary as shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the, the actual ghost that was haunting the house, uh, not actually that scary when they reveal it down, but yeah, but, uh, the nun is horrifying. So, Mm. Yeah, we'll try and survive her, but it could be a quick one. <laughs> it could be a quick We might. I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like the spaghetti warehouse, if I remember correctly, wasn't that bad. Okay. But, but also, alone is a you, little bit you guys, more. You guys have to forgive me. My memory is so terrible. And we recorded that episode. <laughs> it has to be over a year ago. So there's no chance of me remembering. But I want to say nothing crazy happened there. I mean, people eat there. It's a, it's a, oh, so it's like it's a, a restaurant attraction. with ghosts. <laughs> Yeah. So I Whereas think I think we could conjuring both, house. Yeah. I feel like we could both do that for an hour and be fine. That's fair enough. All yeah. right. We'll do that we'll one do that instead. One. Yeah. 
All right. Well, that's it for this episode, y'all. We're going to end with some reviews and Venmo and Patreon <sighs> shout outs. Uh, I'll start quick with that. It's only three Venmos this week. Step it up, y'all. What are y'all doing? But uh, yeah, let's give <laughs> I got to give a shout out. Uh, Kate, I don't know what they mean by this. I don't know if this is a, a joke from somewhere that I don't understand. But Kate writes in don't know what happened to four and they sent four cents. I don't know what that means. Kate, you might be on some oh. some higher frequency than I am. I don't know the joke or reference, <laughs> and I apologize. <laughs> there are some people that send you money high. so That is, that. yeah. People do actively say, I'm high as hell, and then send me money. Uh, and Or I do like the bit if you're just trying to gaslight Sean into thinking bits exist. <laughs> yeah, uh, I am like, gaslit. What the fuck I, does this mean? I feel like Michael Scott, <laughs> when he's like, I love inside jokes. One day I hope to be a part of one. Wish, wish I could be part of them. <laughs> wish I could be a part of them someday. All right. Next up, we have Jasmine, a frequent Venmo goat. They write, "Here's money because I'm happily, or because I'm happy that it's finally gotten cold in Texas. It's twilight season, oh. y'all." Vampire emoji. They said three dollars. <laughs> yes. And Sean, it is. It is like it was fifty degrees this morning. Uh, Fahrenheit. I don't know. Oh, nice. That isn't Celsius, but it's 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 been cooler here too. It's been yeah. nice. Uh, what do you what do you say to Twilight, Sean? Uh, so awful that it's amazing. I fucking love it. No, that's not the saying you say. Oh, what did I? What do I say? <laughs> uh, the the Bella one. Oh, the Bella saying. Bella, where the hell have you been, Loca? That one. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> The classic. Oh, so good. I saw somebody made like a bracelet and it was like, Bella, where the hell have you been, Loka? <laughs> Just the first word. That's a, also another TikTok trend I, I very much enjoy. Is the they'll, Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, each letter. I saw someone do the Harry Potter one. Or the yeah. what is it? It has to be you. No. No, Ron, no. No, Ron, no. All right. And then the last Venmo is from Sarah, and they write. This is for the white boy's wedding since I gave the Asians money last time and they sent $4. <laughs> I like how we've been uh, just brought down to our race. <laughs> yeah, that's all we are to people at this point. <laughs> the white guy or the Asian guy? Or the Asian dudes. All right, but that's all I got. Josh, what do you Thank got Thank you so very much. Uh, yeah, I got a couple of reviews here. The first one we'll start off is five star from Emma. They say hello and thank you. Ooh. Uh, so they say hello, good morning, good evening, and good night from Finland. Oh, Finland. Um, you guys are the best. You are the reason I started listening to podcasts. I listen to you at work. And I think people think I'm insane or manic because I laugh at your shows. <laughs> thank you. Uh, you guys make me smile and forget the world even when I have bad depression episodes and this is why I'm a $10 patron. Oh, oh thank you very much. Thank you so much. Um, and then in brackets, uh, they say, we do not have a Venmo, so I support you this way because you are a big help for my mental health. And then they sent a purple heart. So mm. uh, that's awesome. Um, they said, I started listening to your episodes and a second time uh, now at episode one. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> episode one is tough. BTW, I love your animals. I have two orange cats. They watch every Friday with me. Thank you so, so much. You are the best, Sean, Josh, and John. Or Finnish names, Sammy, Joshua, and Johnny. Uh, I, hope I that's like how Sammy. You Sammy's it. So cool. That's awesome. Uh, Sammy's cool. I'm like rocking with Sammy. One of the best friends. His Much better Sammy. than Sean spelled a thousand different wrong ways. <laughs> yeah. And they say Joshua, which is actually my full name. So Whoa. that's 
I think that's pretty Are you finished? ubiquitous around the world. But am I finished? Oh, man. No, I don't think I have any finish in me. Uh, uh, so thank you very much, Emma, for that lovely review. Thank you. Um, and thank you for being a patron. We love that. Julia Gulia uh, gives us a five star and says, love you guys. They say, absolutely love listening to your podcast. I know it's been said so many times, uh, but guys with Mike are normally awful. Uh, but the three of you do care and understand emotion. I'm sure you're wondering who my favorite is. And I can't lie. It's definitely Sean. Oh, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> oh no. And then Not they the spell dots. it a different way <laughs> with a question mark. And they say, I don't actually remember how he spells it. <laughs> oh God. We spelled it wrong so many times on this show. Uh, we'll just leave it a mystery. Who knows? People are, yeah, now not sure how it actually is spelled, <laughs> which is fun. Um, they go on to say, please keep making content, learning and growing. I wish I was rich and could afford a patron. Maybe one day. Thanks again. Uh, I think you made Sean's day just by saying he's your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, been a rare and rare occasion, guys. John is John is on top of the world right now. <laughs> we, we just can't ever let him know because he fucking loves it. Yeah. John says the most out of pocket shit and he's he <laughs> 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 can do no wrong. <laughs> Low key. Uh, Nancy was like, uh, uh, ask my mom. Cause she listens. She's like, who's your favorite? And don't lie. Just cause Sean is your son. And she was like, John <laughs> is so funny. And I was like, how dare you? Uh, mom? And she also doesn't have an accent. I just put a voice there, but mom, you're my mother. That's why John's her favorite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I gave her an accent that does not exist. Yeah, what the fuck, Tita? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Josh and jo- Josh and me are here. That's when you say they're all my favorite. Yeah, you're just to say I can't choose. I you can't know? choose. <laughs> Which would also be kind of fucked up because again, I am your son. Because it is your mom. Yeah, yeah. You, you are my mother, mom. <laughs> uh, uh, so thank you very much, Julia, for that review. Um, Roxanne here gives us a five star and says my new besties, uh, probably the only men not embarrassing themselves on a podcast. Uh, please do monthly special episodes with the girls so we can have their perspective as well. Uh, cheers from Norway, a midnight listener. Mm. Uh, very cool. We got all the, uh, <laughs> we got Nordens and uh, finish up here. We need a Swedish That's one the, to close it out. And I did not Scandian Scandinavian did not pair it up reviews. <laughs> A Scandinavian, yeah. Bunch of Scandinavian. I missed two countries, but. (laughs) Bell says, five stars, my podcast besties. This is the last one I got here. So they say, I remember when I first came across one of their TikToks over a year ago. And the first thing I thought was, oh no, more male podcasters. Uh, But I was blown away because of how kind and open they are. uh, And by the lack of misogyny. As John would say, the the bar is so very low. So much on the ground. (laughs) Um. Over a year later, I've listened to every episode at least twice, and this is my favorite part of my workday. I honestly feel like I'm hanging out with my friends whenever I listen. From Josh's love of Noah Khan and The Office, uh, which we mentioned The Office is early. Yes, <laughs> so, we did do that. Uh, Sean's pop culture references, uh, which hey. is always a, a every everyday episode thing. And John's openness is about his mental health. Uh, this podcast has everything I need. I may not always agree with their takes on things, but I love that their opinions always come from the place of understanding and kindness. Oh, Absolutely okay if you don't... We we are wrong, so you can yes. correct us sometimes. <laughs> so uh, it reminds me of my fiance and has helped give me a different perspective on our relationship sometimes in the best ways. Thank you guys for genuinely being great people and keep being amazing. So thank you very much, Belle. So and uh, I hope you listen with your fiance. Uh, that'd be cool. But uh, 
that's all the reviews I got today, Sean. Uh, thank you very much. Everyone who's written some, we'll, we'll get to more, uh, next week, hopefully with John. Hell yeah. Uh, it goes without saying, but our fans are absolutely the fucking best. The community that you guys have built is incredible. Uh, and we're just so thankful to, we really lucked out by having such amazing listeners and fans. Uh, so thank you guys for all the Venmos, for all the reviews, for all of the positive vibes. And, uh, hopefully, you know, we're doing the same for you guys, giving good vibes and all that, but that's it for this week. We'll see you guys on Friday. <gasps> Love you a lot. Bye. Toodles. Kisses. Bye. Big hug. Love Little ya. kiss. Little kiss. Giant hug. <laughs> Fifth time, it's your boy, Sean. <laughs>